Welcome back to another edition of the ALG podcast. Really quick before we start, I want to thank everybody who listened in last week for all their positive feedback. Everything that I'm hearing from last week's episode has been nothing but goodness. So I thank you guys for tuning in. This week, we have another great episode. As always, I am J. Arp's Journey on Instagram, otherwise known as John Arpino in the real world. Alongside me is my partner in crime, fit underscore DRock on Instagram. And in real life, he goes by David Dickhead Roden. And joining us today is a member of the ALG community, Mike Sternfels, otherwise known as Seriously Mike Stern, right? Did I get that right on Instagram? Yeah? Yeah, that's what it is. Yep. Woo! I'm good today. I'm hitting. Um, all right, Mike. Well, welcome to the show. Uh, I'm really glad that we were able to finally put this together. David, how are you today? I am phenomenal. I'm not going to lie. It's been a, it's yeah. Last night I got to have my celebration meal. So I had pizza last night with the family. So it was, it's been a, it's, woke up today with my back and bicep day and I just feel just like big today. So yeah, I'm, I'm good. feeling pretty good. Thank you're you. Looking, you're looking juicy. Mike, Shasta. how are you today? Pretty good for the most part. Yeah. But I'm sure what you guys want to hear is fantastic. That's right. Phenomenal. I need, I need a little energy, <laughs> but no, good. I got my run in today. Um, got a lot of my work done. I am in your shirt right now too. So, Ooh, <laughs> nice fire! Your son's Fuego. wearing your shirt, so you're good. <laughs> John, John Arpino Jr. out here, little yeah. Jr. Jr. in the house. Uh, so, Mike, you have a great story that I've been wanting to share on this podcast for a long time. Uh, Mike, before you know, you give us a brief overview of yourself. You once tipped the scales at close to 600 pounds. Am I right? Yeah. Uh, it was, I guess it'll, we'll get into it at some point, but the short answer is yes. And you've transformed your whole entire life. And now you run through your local city in nothing but a cutoff and mesh shorts with an American flag showing everyone that you have the <laughs> biggest balls up North. <laughs> um, but before we get to that version of Mike, I want to talk about the old version of Mike. So kind of just walk us through, give us a brief overview of you before you got to where you are now. All right, well, I assume like most of the people I've heard on here, maybe not everyone, but as a child, I definitely was overweight. I don't remember, I can't even tell you how much I weighed in like middle school, but I was definitely the biggest kid in my grade and like school. I didn't really like kind of have it on my head as like a measurable amount till I was in like high school. Like I want to say my sophomore year of high school, I was probably around like 350. Okay. And compared to a lot of the other kids, that's, you know, pretty right. big. But, like, to me, like, when I look back, it's like, oh, 350 is not that much. Like, when you're closer to 600, you're like, I mean, it's still, you know, a large amount. But right. in your head, you're just like, eh, it's not that yeah, it's, far. It's very complimentary I was, so, yeah. It's just weird. I think you mentioned it, David, on your thing. You were like, oh, I asked my friends how much they thought I weighed. And I went home and I told my mom or something. Yeah. Like, I look pretty good for someone that's, like, 400. <laughs> Oh yeah, my friends think I'm 300 and I'm 410 yeah. pounds. I oh yeah, I mean, good. the rule of thumb is you, you know you always you know minus 75 to 100 pounds, and then that, that's <laughs> you, that's your weight in school. You know, you, yeah, don't, you don't ever tell anybody the truth. And you're you're you used to be to me a local boy, right? You were you were from around my ways, and then you uh, headed up north, right? Uh yeah, I grew up in uh, Central Jersey for most of it. Oh, okay. uh, my grandparents lived in Massapequa, and where I am now in Syracuse. Damn, and... you've been all around the bend. For the most part, but you know, a decent maybe I don't know, I can't even tell you, but a short train ride to like Penn Station or Philadelphia, right? So, like, I'd go there a decent amount when I was younger, very dope. Um, and so, 
obesity wasn't the only hardship that you had to overcome, right? Like you had other, you had other medical ailments going on too, right? Besides that. Yeah. When I was in high school, I, I used to get, uh, I can't remember the name. I'm, I'm sure I'm not the only one that's had them, but uh, I think they're pilo needle cysts. Okay. okay. I used to get cysts on my back on like my tailbone. Okay. So I was like sick, like all the time. They always have to like land some and then I'd be out for like a week or two of school. Yep. Um, then after that, down and when I was like first in college, like around my early 20s, I just woke up one morning and I couldn't see out of my right eye and then my left eye a few times and my vision would come back after like five to ten minutes. Okay. And there's something you would you would wake up in total darkness? Uh it would be like almost it'd be like dark gray almost. And then slowly you'd start seeing images when you'd as I'd wake up and sit up. Okay. My doctor's never really sure. Uh, don't really know a hundred percent. Some okay. of my doctors that I went to thought it had to do with maybe um, the oxygen level I'd get during my sleep. Okay. Oh, maybe sleep apnea or something. Okay. But I had other ones thinking it was more related to an eye condition. I started to develop right after that. I ended up having my uh, cornea, my right eye rupture. Wow. And I had okay. fluid from the back of the eye go to the front. So it started to scar over and I couldn't see past it. Wow. Hello. So I couldn't drive for a really long time. And even like reading and other stuff was like super complicated. So, so what did I, they do for that? Um, my right eye, I had to have a cornea transplant. And my really? left eye did preventive surgery where they like peel a yep. part of the front layer of the eye and put, I think it was vitamin B on it. And you got to send out a UV lamp for a while. And it's supposed to strengthen the bonds of the cornea but the right eye though that was um the transplant that one to me was like the most miserable part of the experience because i don't know if it was my size or it's just the way they do the surgery but i had to be awake for it yeah oh my god so i watched them like nearly take like a small can opener almost and like cut out my cornea and put a new one in and then stitch it in oh my god and I was awake for all of it. I felt fantastic after that. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I was like, with all the painkillers, I was like, oh, I'm fine. I'm just going to go home and do my normal stuff. And then I went to bed, slept forever, woke up, with, you know, like the next day. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm in so much pain. Yep. That's oh the, that's the dangerous part when you do a big surgery, too, is you actually have to be woken up to take your pain meds. Because yeah. we don't. If you wait too long after a surgery like that, or like just just like extra skin removal, all of them. If you all of a sudden just sleep for eight or ten straight hours, and then you haven't taken any pain meds for eight to ten hours, then oh, all yeah. of a sudden you you drop out the back end, and it's like no no no, no. wake me wake me up in six hours. Let me take my next yeah. medicine. And go back to sleep. Well, that, because- that's why they tell you don't be a hero. Like they yeah. always tell you take the drugs, don't be a hero because if yeah if you wait too long, you wake up, you're screwed. Oh, and then you and then yeah. you got an hour or two of hell while you're waiting yeah. for the next doses to hit. Oh yeah, yeah, I was on a Vicodin for it for like way too long. Really? I think that I was on it for over like four to five months. Wow, that's and, huge. That is. Yeah, I had I had an eye patch on like nearly the entire time. It just felt like I had uh like sand in my eye. And this is still pre weight loss. Yes. Okay. Oh, so you're so you're like six hundred pounds at this point. Um, I want to say I was probably like four hundred. Okay. But. After the surgery, I wasn't really supposed to go in sunlight because it hurts. My, or hurt, even like my eye that wasn't covered would still hurt from being in the sun. Right, because it was doing drive. the work for the other eye, right? Yeah, and I couldn't drive or anything like that. So I was stuck inside for a really, really long time. So like during wow. that, I, you know, I couldn't drive to get my own food. I was just well, then what'd you do all the time. So then 
All right, so you can't see too well. So you play video games, but like you can't see well. So what was what took up the day? Uh, at first, I listened to a lot of music on like okay. Pandora and audiobooks. Eventually, oh, cool. I started wearing sunglasses, and I was able to kind of play video games with sunglasses, even though like I was didn't really have vision out of my right eye, but I was still like able to manage. So even the okay. TV screen was too bright that I had to wear. Sunglasses. Oh, I'm sure. Now, I mean, I don't mean to sound like a dummy right now, but you have vision in both eyes right now, correct? Yeah. Okay, to total vision, or you lack vision in the eye that was operated on? Uh, my vision in my left eye is now better. Like, I probably wouldn't need glasses if, uh, because my left eye is so is perfect. Okay. okay. And my right eye, it's not great, but with glasses, I can... Gotcha. So the glasses is really for the opposite eye, for the, yeah. for the other eye. Gotcha. Hmm. Gotcha. Wow, that's interesting. And... Uh, 2018 i started driving again okay wow. okay so wow. question so now kind of that's fascinating i mean that's that's where it's so fun to like yeah you've been we you've been in the community for freaking what seven months now but like th that's what's so much fun about these is like you actually get to know someone on a deeper yeah. level you normally not oh, yeah. would M mike's one of our ogs as i like to call them like he's he's really been here since i think day, day <laughs> no, one i gotta i gotta talk about the first time mike was on one of our community calls <laughs> yeah. mike joins mike joins no one knows who he is like he's just he's just chilling and we're like Brett's the only one who knew me brett oh yeah brett knew you um and he's just chilling right like he is now just hanging out and we're all communicating back and forth and finally someone goes hey michael how's it going You're like tell us about yourself yeah things are good blah blah, blah. So, like tell us i just like you have a transformation story do you have some goals what's going on <laughs> yeah i lost 300 pounds and you said it so nonchalant, so yeah like it was like nothing and i was like quit like yeah like, you've lost 300 pounds yeah 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 how'd you do oh i run like 70 miles a, you run like 70 miles normal. a week yeah like it was like it was normal like, <laughs> like yeah, is, it, is it everyone doing this right now we're all sitting there we're all sharing about ourselves mike's the last one to talk so i don't know what his story is gonna be because I, I think i lost like 300 i look at david on the screen and i'm like where is that what he lost 300 pounds and he's and acting like it's like i lost 15. <laughs> It's just, like, just how I am. And then, and my favorite part too is I'm like, okay, can you please say it like you did something? Like incredible? you're really excited <laughs> that you did that? <laughs> no, guys, it's it's really no big uh, deal, you know. Yeah, just, you know. One day I woke up and I'm gonna start running <laughs> fucking marathons. <laughs> all, right, all right, so let's 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 pull back a little bit. Yeah, I was gonna um, say there's like other stuff I was gonna mention too. No, oh, no, we're, we're 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 gonna hit all the I'm high like, points. It's just we have we have to get random. all this out of the way first, you know. Yeah. Um, so, so you said before that, um, that maybe the eye condition was because of the lack of oxygen. So were you ever actually diagnosed with sleep apnea? Oh yeah. 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 Okay. Right so around you were. the time I wanted to start losing weight. Um, when I went to the doctor, they sent me, uh, for a sleep, for study. sleep apnea. Yeah. For a sleep Call, study. Sleep studies are so much fun. I love I sleep studies. It was, I hated that part. Oh, I hated it so it much. It wasn't that bad, Loved but the it. whole time like, oh, wait, you liked level. sleep studies? Well, see, I've done both ends of this. I've done both versions. So like the first time I had a sleep study, I had to go somewhere. Yeah. I had to sleep over overnight. Yep. That one was kind of weird. Oh, it sucks. You're in this yeah, bed. No, yeah. You're in a bed. They tape everything tape to your head. Shit you. And have, have fun sleeping. Have fun sleeping. Yeah. And there's like laser beams that are all over the room. 
yeah. So, so that was the best part. They were like, listen, just act like you're not here. You know, there's a TV, watch whatever you want. Just go, go to bed whenever you want. So I'm like, all right, I'm, I'm like maybe 13, 14 years old. I'm like, I'm, I can't fall asleep. So I'm watching, flicking the band. I'm just, I'm, I'm watching TV. The lady comes in at like 1230 goes, so you think that you're ever going to go to sleep? Cause like, we have to do this study. And I'm like, and you got to sleep for at least six hours. Right. Exactly. I'm like, it's mission impossible in here. Like I'm hooked up to nine wires. I think I'm a human bomb. There's laser beams all over the place. No, I'm never going to sleep at this point. I like to sleep on my side. You won't let me. Yeah, exactly. These cords are everywhere. And you're like, right. Ah. And then you hang yourself. But uh, yeah, no, I've had it both ways. And now they do it. Like you could go home and you wear this headband yeah. and like a little oxygen meter. That one's, that one's nothing. Yeah. But uh, so, so you had to sleep, the sleep study, you have sleep apnea. Uh, you had a, you had a CPAP or a BiPAP? How bad was it? Okay. You now obviously you're not on CPAP anymore. No. no. Wasn't that like the I best stopped. thing? Yeah. Oh, you you stopped it before they told you to stop it? Yeah. I went yeah. away for like a few weeks and then I realized I was sleeping fine without it. And I kind of just slowly forgot every night to the point where I was like, why did I do Really? Wow. wow. I mean I probably Wait, can we talk about that. Maybe that wasn't such a great <laughs> yeah. idea. I don't know. It was around the time I was around like 240 or so. And like, I oh, okay. Like I used to struggle falling asleep and I'd wake up like a million times during the night. And now I sleep pretty much the entire night. I wake up like maybe once to the bathroom. Yeah. Cause, cause one thing to add here, people, anyone who doesn't know what sleep apnea is for the vast majority of people, especially when you're obese, like you, you have all this weight on your neck, you have all this yeah. weight everywhere. And so what happens is while you sleep, your throat collapses and, and you're you suffocating just, yourself and, you're, yeah. and you suffocate yourself. You're, yeah. And you literally, while you're asleep, you can't breathe. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, your your body will go into this fight or flight and go, <clears throat> you'll, you'll wake up. And then all of a sudden, you'll do that uh-huh. 5, 10, 15, 20, 50, 100, 200 times throughout the night. Mm-hmm. And like, you can't get a quality sleep when you just stop breathing. Right. So it happens you wake to up a with lot migraines. Of you wake up. Yeah. You wake up like you never went to bed. It's just, it's terrible. Like I used to be able to tell there were nights, don't get me wrong, where I'd fall asleep without my sleep, my CPAP on. But those days, the next morning, oh my God, I would feel like I got hit by a truck. Like it was just the worst quality of sleep ever. Cause this is actually something new. If you guys didn't know, I had obstructive sleep apnea when I was like 13, 14. Mm-hmm. Yes, it was weight loss, it was weight related, but I also had like, a uvula tonsils that were really big. Oh, okay. And so I had an adenoidectomy, uvulectomy, tonsillectomy. So like all, I, I don't have any, I don't have the punching bag. I don't have any of it. Oh, you don't have a uvula either? Uh-uh. I don't have oh, anything. That's, that's crazy. See, I don't have tonsils and adenoids. Because yeah, so I have my uvula that. taken out, soft palate, everything. And actually wow. after surgery, I didn't, I didn't need, I didn't need a CPAP or anything. So I did I not know that you don't have a uvula. I didn't oh. even know that they, that they do that. No I punching bag. Just, I just thought it was tonsils and adenoids. They yeah, I had my adenoids yeah. taken out when I was like four or five. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Best surgery ever when you're young. I heard it's a bitch when you're older. Oh, yeah. I guess my dad did it old and it, yeah, it's not smart. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what I heard. But anyway, back to Mike. Uh, <laughs> uh, are we just going to do the best now? Like, are we going to do Mike's greatest hits of what we know about Mike and have him explain it? Or like, because I can tell you r- random things if you want to. No, because there, there's the I one that I want to share. Pull there's, back. Okay. Pull back. Ahead. Pull back. Let's go back to the beginning. Cause I'm intrigued. High school gyms. That's what I was about to say. <laughs> I want to, I want to know what was Mike like in high school, 350, 400, but never really stepped on the scale. You just kind of just lived the life and you yeah. just were, yeah. What, what was that like? What was the, if you were to say, what was the reasons why you were there? What were you doing? Oh, why was I overweight? Yeah. Overweight. And then I how mean, was life then? I mean, I, no real complaints. I mean, I, I thought I was happy. I mean, mm-hmm. I played roller hockey, but not super intense. Mm-hmm. I, and you had to be goalie, right? 
actually no i wasn't i was just defense i was lazy okay okay i, but, that too. I still enjoy it. defense really yeah but you can level uh, people in defense so. yeah <laughs> and uh it was fun i played that was the only sport i played but i was in clubs with friends like i wasn't really super into it but like i was in like robotics because oh, okay. i was too no shit okay and like i just wanted to be in it so i could travel with them to like go to the championships i think we went to like atlanta one year and like, which one did you do like the the ball the ball moving one or which what what type of robotics war it was a few it was uh, with first robotics but i remember one of the competitions was like getting the robot to put like soccer balls into like yep. a hoop or something or yep. a bin. there was a lot okay. of weird ones i was like half with it because i didn't really care i was just there to hang out with friends okay but uh other than that, uh, for being overweight, my biggest issue was probably besides, you know, not being active was what I ate during lunch because in high school, we were allowed to leave the school okay. to go get lunch. And next to the high school was Chinese buffet, Wendy's, KFC, oh, Taco Bell, yeah. <laughs> every fast food place, pretty much a pizza place. Um, not that I went there a ton, but like Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, yeah, just any place you can go. It's like every day, it was like Taco Bell. How much can you eat? Oh, yeah. Did you go by that. yourself or did you go with friends? Friends. Okay. And you, you were capable. Pretty disgusting. <laughs> you you ate disgustingly in front of your friends. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Okay. Okay. Because, I mean, some people, they 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 acted, they, they would eat normal portion sizes. And then when the friends weren't around, then they. Then they go eat, in. Yeah. Then you go in. I was, no, I was sure. completely comfortable with it. Cool. Yeah, I, I was I was a victim of the uh, senior privilege because in my in my high school it was just seniors who were allowed to leave, and then if you were a junior, you used to like sneak out a back door and you were able to be out for lunch. But yeah, Taco Bell during during uh, senior privilege, ooh doggy, that was not a thing in Michigan. Like, like dollar uh, hard shells <laughs> or soft tacos, it's like sure, here's ten dollars. Yeah, dude, ten dollars that was big money, big Taco Bell money. <laughs> Never went to really KFC, but like the Wendy's, McDonald's, Taco Bell. Yeah, I was a big KFC guy. Like all the time, I was like, not a big KFC guy. I don't know how. I I want to know the experience of actually going to a Chinese buffet during your lunch period because that is like you have you have a (laughs) time limit. Yeah, exactly. You you have a strict time limit, but you got to hit all the big ones. But it was in walking distance, so you're good. So you like you walk right in. It's like you fill up your plate like three times, and you you go quick, like in and out. Oh goodness! It's like competitive eating. Competitive eating. It was so it was it was a three plater for you. I was probably three. Three, yeah, but three big plates, I'm sure. Soup, that was my okay. Yeah, because mine was we go to Ming Ten and it just closed down because of COVID. Finally, they, like they they grinded it out as long as it could. This <laughs> Ming Ten, I mean that place. I used to. It would be a I would say five plates, five maybe six. When yeah. I go in there, my heaviest weight and all. Oh, I was actually t- talking to my best friend Phil about it. Like the oh my gosh, what I used to put down at a Chinese buffet. Have either of you gone recently? No, there are none here. Really? Like they close. Well, I mean, they're all co- yeah, COVID. Well, I know with COVID, but so actually, my go-to now if I want a buffet is Indian buffet. I love. Yeah, you were saying Indian this buffet. a couple of podcasts ago. It. It's so weird. I, I love it. A Brazilian steakhouse. They yes, me too. Right. I'll hit a Brazilian steakhouse all the time now. I love them. I love I them. Know. Okay, so you were. I mean, you had access to everything, and then you were you were just pretty sedentary then in high school. It was just kind of. Yeah, then it became more towards the end of high school. I would just go home and play video games with friends, like gotcha. N64. I was about to say, what, what's, we what was the go-to? Computer games, stuff like that. Okay. And what was N64 what was the go-to? Uh, GoldenEye. Yeah. Perfect nice. uh, Mario Kart. Uh, <sighs> Love it. I just those three, really. Let's go. Let's and then it was go. an excuse to like, hang out and just, you know. 100%. 
Okay. Eat terrible, but I was the only one who actually had like a severe weight problem. So <laughs> Isn't that how they, I yeah. see it? That is one thing about we, uh, Michael and I, we, we make our joking TikToks back and forth to each other. And the newest fra- newest phase is this whole intuitive eating. And, and like um, him and I joke, cause like obviously intuitive eaters, this new anti-diet diet, but it's basically a, still a diet. Cause well, cause I already took the cool name. They can't yeah, have the cool name. They can't have the cool name, but, um, <laughs> but they, they, they come with some really good stuff, but then they say this shit like, well, it's 80% genetics and 20% uh, on privilege. And so if you're fit, if you're over- I'm not even kidding you. Michael commented yeah, no, no, no. on this. Bro, I've had this someone girl. message me about. It. She's like, you see, a lot of the people who are overweight is because they're poor, and you can buy way more at McDonald's than you can at like a Trader Joe's or something to eat healthy. Oh, yeah, I mean, like, it's I could just, see, I could see the angle. It's yeah. victim complex because guess what? If that were true, then explain to me why do- there are obese doctors. Explain to me how there are obese billionaires. Like, that's just it's it's not a it's not a distinct variable. It may influence. <sighs> But it's not a distinct variable in and of itself. That's the whole point to me, is like, because because like there there are there's like have you seen the, the the high school teacher that uh lost weight and got fit only eating McDonald's? Did you ever hear that? See that? Yes, yes documentary. Yes, 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 yeah, yes. he had his he had his t- uh, his his students take pull out like macros and then like have him eat from the McDonald's menu to get to lose weight, and he did. And then, so it's like, again, it's, it's still not a, like, you can do it. Like it's, that was like the, that was the anti supersize me. Right. Like that, yeah. that's two different docs. Right. Yeah. 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 This is, this is some like high school guy. That was like the high school nutrition, like the high school, uh, like gym teacher or something. He wanted to prove sure. a point. And so, cause like, so like, yeah. Cause, cause fast food gets vilified for being always unhealthy. And it's like, no, you go. Right. It, it all comes down to a personal, personal decision. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, no, nobody's T-Bell. telling you. Yeah. And get a fresca like basic mm-hmm. taco and a chicken something and mm-hmm. you're eating fine you're it's great. when we you us three used to drop twenty dollars yeah, at yeah. t-bell like 15 baja blast <laughs> 15 right. baja blast later and it's like i get it um uh, but going off of that point which was um the intuitive eating him and i would go back and forth because it's like well if you just feel hungry you should eat it's like Man, I feel hungry. I feel all hungry all the time. So don't give me this bullshit. That like, I I like food. I I, like to eat. Yeah, it's called discipline. I I would like to spend my paycheck every single week on fun shit, but guess what? It's called discipline. I don't do that because it's not a. You don't. You mean I'm doing this wrong? (laughs) Wait. (laughs) Calorie counting and macro counting is is a slippery slope to a eating disorder. Oh, shut up! All right, Karen. (laughs) Another frosty and fries. (laughs) Yeah, right. so Michael we're, and we're I gonna have get torn food. up. Do you, so you guys, <laughs> do you guys like exclusively just make make TikToks for your eyes only? Like, do you only send them back to each other, or this is no. something that you guys? No, are... him and I comment back and forth oh, to each okay. other on different oh, posts. Right. I like, found I... a video that I think David will respect in the weight loss. I'm like, oh, yeah. definitely let me see this one. <laughs> <laughs> and like, there was one one time where I did a stitch of something, and all of a sudden he was like, Michael was like, Yeah, I knew you were gonna do this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm savage. So at what point uh, we have we have to pivot? Uh, we do, oh, we, we have to pivot, pivot here. I never got to um, hit on with the roller coaster though. I mean, the, what was it again? I never got to tell you about my experience in the roller coaster. Oh, right? so please, because oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I figured you'd you'd like it because you probably have been to the Six oh, yeah. Flags. Oh wait, so wait, then I, then we have we have we have to lead into it the way that we normally do on a podcast <laughs> before you just drop the story. Yeah. So Michael, 
Is there anything that you couldn't do? Or do you have a crazy story about stuff that you couldn't do when you were morbidly obese? Maybe something to do with a roller coaster? Yes, yes, there is. Unfortunately, there should be way more. But the one that always sticks out, Six Flags, Great Adventure, New Jersey. (laughs) It was the Superman ride. Or maybe it was Batman. Probably both. But same trip. We'd always go for a science class in high school. Right. Like, oh, field trip, Six Flags. And it's like, of course I want to go to Six Flags. But then there was one time I waited forever on a line. There's like a million different schools there on field trips in the middle of a weekday during school year. And then you get all the way up to it and it's like, oh, the lap bar doesn't shut. And you're just like, oh, you know what? I didn't really want to ride this ride anyway. I'll wait for you guys at the end. And then you just (laughs) get like a champ. Yeah, I just waited at the end and I was just like, good news though. It worked out in my favor. So this is what makes the story awesome. What? While I was waiting at the end for my friends on the ride, it got all the way to the top and the power went out. And they were stuck on the roller coaster. I was like, wow. Uh, It took them like 15 minutes, I think, to get the power back. And they were just at the top on Superman, the one where your uh, legs are just hanging off. Yeah, and you're laying straight down. Yeah. The one where you're just standing up on her. Yeah. As soon as they got to the top, it just stopped. Oh, wow. And I was like, so sketchy. I'm so happy I wasn't there. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, karma's a bitch, huh? (laughs) I was like, so it worked out. But then I'd always think about it. Man, I really did want to go on that ride. <laughs> yeah. So but how I did was... get redemption on that though. You got the you got the redemption? Yeah. Well, uh, 2019 I went to okay. uh Hershey Park to do roller coasters. Such like, a great park. And I was like, Such I want to roller coasters now that I've lost weight, so I'm doing it. I yeah, so I, I see was... I, I love the revenge tours. I did that. I the did revenge that tours. Yeah, I didn't do any revenge, revenge tours. tours so. Oh, you have to. But um, so what was the okay, obviously. So for you going towards the peak of your heaviest weight, what was going through your mind at the time? What were your habits like? Kind of like take us up to the last six months before you were like, all right, I need to change. What what did that look like? All right, so I want to say the last six months was, uh, to me, my start date was sometime in January of, I want to say 2015. Okay. Or actually, okay. yeah, I think it was 2015. But um, the time, the six months before that was just like, I had my transplant. Um, I moved up here uh, with my mom. To Syracuse. Yeah, to Syracuse. Okay. So, um, but I wasn't really doing anything because I dropped out of school because I couldn't read. I couldn't get myself to class. Um, at that point, I still was struggling to read. Okay. I wasn't going outside, as like I said before. So I was really just in my room all the time. Oh. And like, you know, like walking to the bathroom was even starting to be a struggle. Like, yeah, I'd yep. just be like out of breath and, and going up and down stairs was like, you know, a workout in itself. It'd be like halfway up the stairs. I just stop and it's weird. Yep. And then go, like tying shoes is like a nightmare. And it's like at that point, it's like, oh, I just need to get bigger shoes that can just slip right on <laughs> and not have to go through the Classic. extra hassle. <laughs> but uh, I mean, that was really it. It'd be like a lot of takeout and uh, just, you know, I wasn't buying my own food. So it was just like. You know, whatever I ate, I ate. And I was eating a ton, like, you know, a frozen yep. pizza. And obviously, the whole thing is a meal. And that'd be just like one meal. I'd be like, all yep. right. Right. Um, but there wasn't really much going on during that six months. It was just eating worse. I wasn't leaving my room. I was pretty much just playing video games all the time at that point. And I'd then what was the what was the mental state with it all? Was it just kind of like, were you numb to it all? Were you frustrated? What, what, what was like the mental state to it? Uh, Pretty numb to it. I just like. I still talk to my friends a decent amount over the computer through like Skype and I don't know. I mean, I wasn't 
I wasn't even, I wouldn't say I was even depressed at that point. Right. I just, it, did, I it didn't phase you, right? It was like, you're just normal. That yeah, was, that was the norm to you. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to wake up, I'll play video games, talk to my friends and I enjoy it is what it is. But like, wow. I had no real desire to do more. It was just okay. like, I'm completely fine with this. And I shouldn't have been, but I was just like, this is what it is. Yeah, exactly. You find your, like, you find to, your deflections. Yeah. And I was like, I tried to blame everything on like, oh, well, I have my transplant. So it's not really my fault. Right. It's, if know, I could go outside, I, I'd totally run yeah, a marathon. And like, <sighs> I started having more and more doctor's appointments up here. Like at that point where I'd have to go every like week, yeah, it's probably more than that, every two weeks, I want to say, where I'd have to get uh, the stitches removed from mm. my eye and oh, like, it, which was not fun it was like i get yeah. yelled at like don't don't uh you know don't shut your eye because oh. he put the tweezer in and like every time you take one out and you have to watch the string just go out oh. is like there a feeling you don't feel that though right because there's no, no nerves in the eye i didn't feel any of it but you could yeah. see a little strand just pull out he's like oh that's one stitch and i had a ton of stitches so like it was like almost a year of doing that <laughs> so I mean, oh god Ugh. there's so many people if i i'm sorry for anyone driving right now because <laughs> yeah. you're visualizing this while driving and yeah. you're just I mean, like cringing it's, it was i hope someone surgery. watches the video version of this because that was just <laughs> the right. surgery though was the that was the kicker one though mm -hmm. yeah that they had to sit through that one it was just like all right here we're like 45 minutes of watching them just stitch it in like non-stop oh my gosh and like now you can't and even you, tell when well, and you uh, had like little little things yeah, that yeah, hold your eyes open, open the clamps. And uh, like oh a medical God. sheet over my face, but just the yeah. eye was open. I had to watch all of it, and I was like, "And now yeah. we know why he nonchalantly said, yeah, I lost like 300 pounds because he <laughs> went through this torture.' Yeah. It's because I literally had my I had needles stuck into my eye. So what's the losing 300 pounds? Yeah, 300 pounds. <laughs> 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 so eyes wide shut. And then okay. That aspect was like. So what was the transition then like? How how did that kind of come about? about yeah, changing what, what, my lifestyle yeah, what, what was what was that turning point for you when did you realize hey i should probably get on this um it was that january uh my older brother came to visit and he told me like i had i just kind of guessed it when he brought it up but he was like he was telling me that uh his girlfriend at the time uh was pregnant and they were gonna have most he, I, I don't know if they had figured it out yet but he said they were having a baby girl and he's like, you know, if you want to be a part of her life and to be around to see her grow up, you know, you have to make some changes and lose some weight. Because at that point, I think I already told him my doctor said I probably wasn't going to make it to 30 because like I was still, you know, gaining weight a lot at that point. Mm -hmm. Like every time I go, I'd be like worse and worse. Like right. I think my resting heart rate was like 96 or something. And like, <laughs> I don't yeah. even know. And as far as I knew, I didn't have diabetes because that's what they thought it was at first with my eye issues. But they did the test. I'm like, no, you're actually okay. And I'm like, oh, fantastic. <laughs> Dude, fantastic. they used to do that to me, too. They'd be like, yo, so like at 13, they'd be like, so you have high blood pressure. You have sleep apnea. You have really bad asthma. But guess what? You, you're not diabetic. Yeah, congratulations. Applause, everybody. It's like, oh, Yet. perfect. I didn't want to hear that. But uh, yeah, so he told me that. And then one of my other friends had mentioned to me, um, I'll, I'll guess before I say that, I'm not sure. I think I wasn't mad at my older brother for saying all this stuff because, like, mm, I knew it was coming. A tough to conversation. Place. And like, I I agreed with him because I was like, I didn't want to be on the sidelines for growing up and like sitting on a bench if we're at a park or something and just watching everything happen. But like at the time he said it, like I wasn't sure how to feel. Right. But, like I told a friend about it, and like he told me about like you know also like oh you you know you had a transplant and uh you know someone obviously died for you to have their cornea. 
Mm-hmm. So it was just like, you know, you don't want to waste that gift. And then plus, like, you want to be there for your, you know, your niece or nephew. So, you know, hmm. you got to think about that. And that to me, like, it hit me a little bit. So like a week or two later, I started looking at uh, figuring out what to do. So I didn't know what to do. So I was thinking about just having weight loss surgery because like, that's what someone had suggested to me. And like, I didn't know a lot about it. So I went to my doctor and I got a new, a new doctor at that point, because I didn't feel like I had any progress with my other one. Like they, I felt like it was always just kind of like in and out. They never really suggested. They didn't say anything. Gotcha. So I went to this new one and he was just like, I think technically he has to, but uh, he said that uh, he would send me a referral if I tried working with him first. Mm-hmm. Yes. They have to with, say that. Yeah. Yeah. And he was like, I want you to switch to just drinking water. Cause I told him that like, I was starting at that point to drink alcohol frequently and drinking, I don't even know how much, like multiple two liter bottles of soda a day of regular soda. Um, and he's like, just switch to water and just, that's it. Don't, he was like, you don't even have to do anything else. Just switch to water. We'll see you in like a month. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't really know how much I lost, but like, I could just tell by the, some of my tighter clothes that I had lost some weight. So then he's like, okay, let's try now. Um, he wanted me to do uh, a low uh, glycemic count diet. Yeah, okay. And I tried it. I don't even know if I was doing it right, but I did that with the water and I felt like I was had more progress. So like a few more months go by. And at that point, it's starting to get a little bit nicer outside. And I was like, you know, I'm going to start trying to walk. So I ended up, uh, I kept like an Excel spreadsheet of like different streets and like using Google Maps to figure out distance. And I kept trying to go further and further every day. Okay. So I would just do that multiple times a day. And like one of my friends like, Oh, if you're going to walk a lot, maybe you should get like a Fitbit. So I ended up buying a, a Garmin watch and then like counting my steps every day. Kind of like, you know, Brett was doing like the 10,000 streak a day. Right. Okay. So like I was getting to a point that I was doing like 20,000 a day for like the longest time. And then um, a few more months go by. I don't know really how far it was, but it was like June. The uh, there's a YMCA in my town that opened up and I was able to get membership, but I wasn't driving yet. So to walk there from my house, it's about five miles. Hello. So I wanted to see if I could do it. So like the first few days I ended up walking there and working out and then I was able to get a ride home. Okay. And I kept, I went and then eventually I got to a point where I wasn't just, I was, I was getting rides there back and forth, but I was working out there every day. I didn't really know what to do. So I just used the track and treadmill and started swimming. I didn't know how to do weights or. So wait a second, you were you were walking five miles to a YMCA to go there to walk more on a treadmill or swim. (laughs) Yes. Wait, 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 wait! You need to do compound lifts to lose weight. You need to do big old muscle sets, and you gotta you gotta do deadlifts and squats, and you can't you can't just walk and lose weight. (laughs) So so really so in actuality you were probably. I mean, let's, you were probably doing like 20 miles a day. I don't know if I was doing that much. It was probably more like 10 or 12 because I wasn't walking back home most days. It was just walking there and walking there and then I get picked up and getting taken gotcha. home. That's still like, crazy to me. Yeah, I'm going to go walk to this place to go walk in this place. <laughs> yeah. I was more interested in the swim, but like I wanted swimming. to use the lap lane and it was always busy. So I'd end up just walking on the treadmill. Gotcha. Swimming is so funny so too because like I love... I'm sure you guys both made this joke because, okay, obviously when you have a hundred plus pounds of body fat oh, yeah. on you, you, you float, float in water. Float, yeah. Like for anyone that doesn't know this, when you're like a hundred plus pounds of body fat on you, it's buoyant. 
That was and my party trick for years. That, yeah, you literally, I literally did not even have to tread water at Nothing. 400 pounds. I was like a buoy. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure. Everyone, and like swimming was like my go-to early on too. I'd swim the lake at my beach house. And, uh, and that was my, my thing. And because I'd, I'd swim as far as I could. And if I got tired, I just floated. Yeah. And then as soon as you start swimming again, float. Yeah. I used to sit in the, de- yeah. the deep end of my pool, like in the middle and just cross my arms and sit there. And everyone would be like, what are you doing? Man, I'm not what are moving. You doing? I'm just not moving. <laughs> You're kicking. Got to be something. No, nope. no, I'm oh, not I moving. Just, you get on an airplane in case of a water landing there. Grab the yeah. fat guy. <laughs> Grab the that's what I do. Maybe like at the belt buckle part of the little. No, I look at my friends. I would always look at my friends and go, "Well, you guys die. I live because I float." Yeah, <laughs> I'll be good. I'll be like castaway. <laughs> oh, I love it. I love it. Okay, okay. And then, how long did you do that process before you noticed a massive change, or what was kind of well, like? It was around the same time frame, like that December. So from June to December. I went in December, they'd given me um, a t-shirt for uh, having the most visits in a year since they opened. Cause I went sometimes once or twice a day at some yeah. point. I didn't miss a single day. Cause awesome. I, was, I was like super into it. And like, um, then I, at the same month in December, I went to my doctor about uh, the weight loss surgery. And I had finally gotten a weight on the scale, which was like, the scale only went up to 450. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I, and it was like 449 or something. Okay. And he was like, he sent me a referral, but then I ended up just not going. So you never followed through with it. So you're all natty daddy. Yeah. I all was natty daddy. I wanted to do it to be honest, but like I just got super nervous after having my transplant that I was like, I don't want to have another surgery. Like, I don't know if this is going to be like, I'm going to be stuck in my room even more. Like, what if it doesn't work out? So I was like, you know, let's just keep doing what I'm doing, see what happens. And then I can always revisit it at some other point in time. Okay. And, and so then what, cause I always find this one interesting. So when you're doing this, walking to the gym, doing the workouts, okay. You cut, you cut pop first, fill, filled it with water. You did these types of things. What, cause the initial motivation came from the hardship conversation with your brother, yeah. that sincere talk. When you started just setting these new habits and stuff, did it seem like a lot of in like a lot of emotional energy to do so? Or was it just like, oh yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna walk? Like what was like because you know some people it's like they feel like it's such a sacrifice every day to do this. Was it like did you kind of like sacrifice into it and like I'm I gotta do this? Or was it just like a I'm gonna go walk to the gym? Like what was like that general you got you get what I'm saying? Is that does that question make well, sense? I definitely had like a huge motivation to do it like the first like when I first got did the membership and like the first like few months even and like okay. then seeing the scale start to move because then I got a scale that actually goes up to my weight okay and like slightly seeing progress I guess would keep pushing me forward like oh man it's going down like I'm actually doing this for the first time like I'm actually right. doing weight for the first time so you life. were getting on the scale at once you got down like the 450 range yeah okay and then I started doing it more and more. And then I just did monthly visits to my doctor to help me more with it. Okay. And honestly, it was just more of like about accountability. Like I didn't, we didn't really. Now, the, the, he, your doctor was a PCP or this was a nutritionist? He was a regular. Uh, just like, a regular primary. Gotcha. Okay. Cool. And he was really nice about it. And like, he was always excited to see me and see with the nurses. It was like, oh, this is the guy has lost a ton of weight that comes in like every month. Yeah. And like <laughs> other people wanted to know more about it. But uh, yeah, it worked out really well and then i'd say after that first june to december is when like i started to change what i was doing even more like 
I found out that there was a free uh, walk to run group for like beginners. And at that point I wasn't working. I was still on disability from my eye surgery and I was available to go every single day. So they met a few times a week. I kept going and like mainly it was walking, but by September of 2016, I guess is at this point, I ended up doing like my first 5k with the run group. Cause like everyone in the group was doing it. And I was like, yeah, sure. Like why not? Was that the picture you put up on um, the community? Yeah. With your brother? Yeah. Nice. Cool. Which was pretty awesome because my brother finished his shift on Friday night in New Jersey and then drove all the way up to come the next morning for it. Nice. Very dope. And uh, yeah, and it took me like uh, just under an hour to do it. Under, just under an hour to do a 5K? Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, I'm, I it was mostly walking, but I was still like super excited. Like even though like, I had walked to the Y, which was like five miles, like that took me forever to do. Right. Finally, now, like, I could feel like I was having progress. At that point, I was probably down to, like, high 300s or so. And then I was, like, really into it. So I just kept signing up for more and more 5Ks. And uh, eventually, at some point, I was just like, all right, let's try to do longer ones. And I signed up for, like, a 10K and then a half marathon, like, all within, like, a short amount of time. And I was just like, all right. And so at this you point, your- yeah. oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, all you, all you. I was going to ask, so besides cutting out the soda and everything, at this point, have you even touched your diet or is this just you're just eating what you want and you're just moving way more and the, the pounds are falling off? Um, I want to say with the water change was just between like that January of 2015 to maybe August or so. OK. And then after August is when he started talking about like the low glycemic diet and like I tried making just better choices and. I was still eating a lot, but I was just not. But you were burning a lot too because yeah. you're, you're doing a lot of walking. Doing and a like, I cut out at that point like potatoes, yeah, uh, most bread, pasta, but I was still eating like rice and a lot of chicken, salmon. You're my son. Yeah, I was trying really hard to just <laughs> eat what I thought healthy people ate. <laughs> and uh, so I ate a ton of broccoli and ton of broccoli. Chicken, ton of broccoli. <laughs> I love it. First thing people think about how to lose weight, broccoli, yeah. broccoli. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, start eating all the shit that you never ate before because whatever you're doing now is not working for you. <laughs> I love that shit. I, I love what it's like. Yeah, I, I, I want to lose weight. So I started eating broccoli. Because broccoli just somehow has this just it's like, a magical property. It's a magical yeah. property. It is. It just oh, burns oh, you want, fat. oh, you want to get strong? You, you have to eat spinach. I mean, look yeah, at Popeye. That's, that's what he spinach. did. You I know? was like, I gotta eat more vegetables. I didn't eat fruit. I didn't eat vegetables. I, I do. Just, got, I do gotta admit, like you're you're going to the, off the nutritionist thing of like um, intuitive eaters and shit. You, I, <laughs> it is it is funny. Like you gotta think of nu- these nutritionists that get so annoyed by all these little bullshit fitness nutrition statements. Oh, yeah. You got you got you want to lose weight? Eat broccoli. Broccoli. You want you want to lose body fat? Eat chicken, because like somehow chicken has a property that's so different than eating a beef <laughs> well, sandwich. Like the truth is, I asked people in uh what people would or people that were in the weightlifting area. I asked them what they ate from their meal planning, and oh. then I tried my best to copy it because I didn't know what else to do. That's a good yeah, way to bro. do it. You know, I get these gains, bro. <sighs> it's just Seven like hey, I'm gonna lose chicken. weight. What do you guys eat? They're like a lot of chicken, eggs, salmon. I'm like, all right, I'm on it. Cool. All right, broccoli. Cool. But that's a smart way to do it. If you if you like if you don't know what you want, or if you, if you know what you want, and know how to get it. Go ask someone who has it and right. say, "What are you doing?" Mm-hmm. And yeah, and at that point, I just stopped eating fast food too. Like I, mm-hmm. I haven't had fast food in like I don't even know. Okay, so you, you, you don't you don't do celebration meals at all or anything like that, or 
um when i visit family i'll have like pizza and stuff but i don't like ever stop at like mcdonald's or anything yeah like that, i can, or, i see i i the I love random still, once so. a year somehow mcdonald's does come up every time i do it just it just sucks it's not even i don't even i think about 400 pound me and how i used to put down a double like double quarter pounder with like two mcdoubles and you're like this doesn't even taste good anymore and and, and, yeah. Yeah. and the hangover afterwards yeah. is even when i started walking again there's a mcdonald's that's in walking distance in my house like i can probably see it from my bedroom window <laughs> and they're open 24 hours and between like midnight and 4 a.m big macs are one dollar so I used to just go there and get Hello. like five Big Macs and be like, all right, we're good. Oh, yeah. yeah. But then at some <laughs> wow. point I was like, okay, this is probably not helping my cause. <laughs> this is probably <laughs> not helping my cause. Okay, okay. And then, so when you got into your first marathon, walk us through the first marathon because I've still never done one. Get it? Walk us through your first marathon. <laughs> How'd that well, go? Uh, so my first uh, half marathon was 2018 in November. Okay. And that was cold. Yeah, it was. Especially <laughs> up here. And uh yeah, I joined a, a group through the Wise Well that had a training program for half and full marathon. So I trained from like first week of June all the way to that November. And, okay. Like I was getting more into it. I started working again at that point, but uh I still found the time to do it after work and before work, weekends mainly for the for the longer runs. So I've been sticking with that kind of routine even now. But uh I my race that day did not go well but i was glad i did it because i had been training the whole time and like i just for some reason on the day of my race my hip was killing me Uh and it took me like three and a half hours to finish which was still good for me as my first time ever doing it but like based on like my training plan i was like 30 to 45 minutes longer than it should have been gotcha but i was still glad to do it and like i had a lot of friends that i did it with so it was made it more interesting at that and point. how how heavy were you when you did your first half um i think around like 280 280 or so um then after that i kind of waited a bit till i started running again because i was afraid of uh my hip injury but it ended Good up call. just being a micro tear for a hip flexor okay and that's like the only injury i've had this entire time no shit that's, that's which, awesome which everyone's like oh it, i don't know one of the one person I talked to about it pretty much feels like just because I was so heavy for so long that my body can handle a lot more stress from running longer distances on more frequent basis. I mean, I don't know if there's any real science behind that, but I was like, sounds good to me. Works no, out. I, 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 that's where I do think genetics and all this kind of, cause it's like me, I have a goofy knee I have for a long time. So it's like the idea of running marathons isn't a smart decision right. based yeah. upon my goofy knee. Like, it's just like, I would be hurting myself. Yeah, I'd be hurting myself more than helping myself by running marathons. Like, like that's why I do more. Well, that's why I do more strength training because it's just easier for me, for my body, to like for my knees and stuff like that to do. Doing doing the five k a day that I was doing over the summer when when the COVID first hit. That's how I actually found out I had a bad back. If it wasn't for that, I would have never known that I had herniated discs in my back or anything. Uh, that ripped me up. You know, like walking on pavement. When I told them what I was doing, they were like, you've been walking on pavement every day, six miles a day, stop. And I'm like, yeah. They're like, pavement is not what you should be doing. And I was like, oh, wow, really? Oh. Seriously? Like, honestly? But I was, but I was told that- I, I was told you could in, do this. Like, in, in, in order to live a healthy life, you have to do it this way. That, that's but what... Mike Stern's upstate doing like fucking full marathons. He was six hundred pounds. 
There's a one size fits all and you just got to do it the way I got to do it. And if Mike's throwing it this way, that's how we got to do it too. Yeah. That's all Mike do it. It's all Mike's fault. <laughs> so uh, uh, I love that. I was going to say with the, as far as the rest of the running went at that point, I was like super into it. And like, I had, like always people reach out from like other races that run or the race directors who run different races in the area okay. message me. And like, I started doing one, like I tried to do one or two runs a month. It'd be okay. there if it was like a 5k or another half. And I was doing like two a month all the way around till about um, July. So I was okay. pick up into like one of the other things I was talking about was like the skin removal surgery. Okay. So it gets to be like July. I started feeling super sick. I July thought like of 2019. 2019. Okay. So I started feeling super sick. And honestly, I thought it was because I was consuming alcohol again with friends after work. Okay. And it ended up being that I had really, really bad skin infections. Really? Okay. Yeah. And I ended up going back to, um, I guess, technically plastic surgeon mm-hmm. okay. about it. And like, he told me it was like the last week of July. I went to him and he was like, he took pictures, but he's like, hey, I don't want to get your hopes up. Like, uh, your insurance company is probably not going to cover this. They never, they but really they never do. do. And he, and he sat there and he's just like, I'm going to tell you, you know, it's not your fault or anything, but he's like, you know, if you did have weight loss surgery, they'd be more likely to cover it. And I was just like, I don't know. I don't, I don't, he's like, I can't explain it. And I'm just like, I'm just like, all right, that doesn't make me feel any better, but uh, he was lying anyway. He just, he just wanted to give you something to hold on to. That's, that's a lie. They don't care. Yeah. They don't give a shit. As far as other people, that sleep apnea guy that I went to, uh, even when I was already down to like 280, 270, every time I was there, he kept sending referrals to me to go to have weight loss surgery. And yeah, because you're technically still on the cusp of being yeah. eligible See, at 280. Yeah, but it's all like, BMI. Hey, yeah. I lost so much. I'm like, I almost lost like 320 pounds now. Like, I don't. I think I'm done. Yeah, <laughs> that's where that's where I do have issues, like the medical community, where they do try to put people in boxes too much and it's annoying yeah. oh, well that's why i stopped going to sleep apnea and why i stopped using it because i didn't want to talk to a guy anymore but yeah. uh, no 100 <laughs> like so uh yeah i went to the doctor and when he told me about like oh it's probably not gonna get covered i got called literally like four days later and they were like okay we need to know when to schedule your surgery they're like your insurance did cover it but there's a catch in it that you need to have the surgery within like two weeks because of the skin infection. Because if right. the skin infection is gone, they won't do it. No shit. Wait, they they cut you open because of the skin infection. That's yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So well, I know, I know they, they help do it. They like, but if you currently have a skin infection, they're more likely to do it. No, because sure. yeah, because you could get sepsis and mm-hmm. and all that. So they're. Afraid. I know if you could document the rashes and all that kind of stuff, it, it helps. Yeah, yeah. yeah I did that for the longest time, but that was the only spot yeah. I ever got. It was but they they only approved you for a panelectomy, right? Not a full yeah. tummy. Yeah, yeah that's that's the big catch. Is like for some reason they see a panelectomy as like this medical kind of ordeal, but like as soon as you say tummy tuck, oh, I want a, a abdominal plasty. Like no, 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 that's plastic surgery. You're mm-hmm. deciding to do that. You don't need that. Well, I have folds of skin that weigh everywhere, about 15 pounds each. Like, what do you mean I don't need that? Yeah. But yeah. So take us through the the panelectomy experience because I know that this story actually has a funny ending. It sucks. <laughs> no, uh, it's funny for me. The next week, he I had to go in again. I went on my lunch break and like he was just like, um, just so you know, like you know, we can do it, but 
there's a good chance you won't have a belly button and he's like if you want it'll be cheaper if we do it now if you want us to craft you one and like i was like wasn't sure how to feel about it at the time and he's like you know we can do we can show you like a book almost of like different styles of belly buttons that's that so was weird that me. was not like even a thing for me yeah. me neither they and just they had a, book, a belly button they had a book of belly buttons I went I never, to like I a super bougie ass well, because I one asked. and I'd have a book of belly button <laughs> I, to choose from. I asked, I was like, does it cost more for like an innie or an Audi? Like joking because I didn't know how to handle this awkward conversation <laughs> with the doctor. <laughs> and that's when he brought up the book. And I was just like thinking in my head, I'm like, I don't have $2,000 just to just get a belly button. Slap a belly button on yeah. there. <laughs> belly button on there. And everyone else is like, dude, just get a tattoo of a fake one. Like who cares? Like who else is going to see that you don't have a belly button? Like is anyone yeah. going to really care? Is it going to be a deal breaker to some girl? Be like... Oh my God! Is he an alien? He's an alien. He doesn't have a belly button. <laughs> you know how awesome it could be that you could you could create we, we could create you into a story that you're an actually an alien, and then all of a sudden <laughs> if someone, if someone said no, no, he, he's he's a test tube baby from an alien. What do you mean? And you go, you pull up your shirt and you go, I don't have a I don't have an ability cord. I'm, I'm a I'm a I'm a test tube baby. Like yeah. I I was I was born from from aliens. They would act on a like spaceship. It may it may work. Yeah. That could actually. I'll need work. a wingman to reset. hundred uh, percent. I had a okay. All right. So wingman story with this. I had a friend of mine who had three solid like four inch like cuts across his chest and abdomen from one time where he was doing a slip and slide. And Get out of here. The day before they were they cut the grass and didn't they broke a bottle a glass bottle didn't know it and um or actually wasn't no it was aluminum bottle not glass um and so there was aluminum shavings underneath the slip and slide Mm. and first run he got the water going and he goes chest on it and goes had three gashes about an inch inch deep about this long and obviously it gave him three solid scars and so uh, we used to go to the bars and we used to talk about how like we'd, be, we'd get we get messed up. And all of a sudden, Austin would be like, go up to these these girls and be like, dude, you don't understand. This guy is my best friend. Why? Why? He saved my life. What do you mean he saved your life? Last year, we were in the bar and these guys jumped me and they stabbed me three times in the chest and he saved my life. <gasps> what? And all of a sudden, he's like, no. He pull up his shirt, and there's the mark. <laughs> oh, my God, you saved his life. Yeah. <laughs> Worked every time. <laughs> I'm sure it did. So we're, we're totally going to do a wingman story of you yeah. being an alien. We'll That's two, baby. We're he's really it. Clark Kent. Yeah. He's really Clark Kent. Just a straight gash across. I love it. I love it. No belly button. It's still no, just so strange to me. So here's our book of belly buttons. Please feel free. Pretty much. I'm, I'm really sad through. I didn't actually look at the book. I oh, you didn't? Oh, I would have played it. I would have oh, just I been like, it. oh, I, I, I just really like E37. It, like, it, it just so awkward. I'm meanwhile, like just in a robe naked, just like talking to this guy. And it's just like, you know. that That's my favorite part of plastic surgery and getting consultations from plastic surgeons because you're sitting there with your for lack of better terms, your balls are literally hanging yeah. out beneath a yeah. thin ass robe, Which, and there's a good story a, that coming up. And they're grabbing, they're grabbing your yeah. skin flaps. They're like, yeah, and they're just okay. having a normal conversation with you. Is like, so? no, the Giants are playing this weekend, and uh, <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, let me just, oh, sorry, that's your balls. <laughs> yeah. uh, so they ended up doing the surgery. They ended up moving it, but it was still at the end of the month. It was right before, uh, like the last weekend of all, like I think it was the 28th of mm-hmm. August. That so was like. Okay. 
Tuesday, maybe. I don't remember if it doesn't really matter, but I went and I was still not 100% what's going to happen. But the doctor that day is like, hey, we've been reviewing some of the stuff. I think there's a good chance we'll be able to keep your belly button. And I'll think, oh, right. Yes. Belly like button. this worked out. <laughs> and that was it. Like it was in and out. I woke up later and I was in a room and I couldn't see any. Like I couldn't see. There was like, it was all wrapped and stuff. And the whole okay, time, yep. yeah. Really awesome. I got to keep my belly button. <laughs> and uh, I had a, only another bad experience where they kept me a few more days. Later at night, I was like, I kept telling them something. Like, I really have to go to the bathroom. And they kept trying to give me, um, I can't remember what it's called, but like a urinal bottle. Okay, okay. yeah. Yep. And I couldn't go. I just couldn't really? do it while sitting down. I was like, this is awkward. I don't know why, but I know I have to pee, but I can't. So they're like, okay, well... Um, we'll have you stand up and after i went into the bathroom and walked back all of a sudden i was like hey my vision just went black and i don't know shit and then i collapsed and then i woke up i don't know how long it was but there was like five nurses over me and like three doctors and i'm on the ground like just shivering (laughs) no shit they told me i fainted just because they thought there was swelling and there was like i had a ton i guess urine in my bladder and it like yeah. released the or it was like pressure on like a vein or something vagal you probably had a vagal response yeah they, they never yeah. cath like they never gave you a catheter but no. like during surgery no hmm. interesting well the, the other thing too i'm very intrigued about is you had an inpatient it, yours was inpatient not up i mean you had the skin you had this you had the skin infection which is probably why they made it inpatient instead of outpatient um right he was full medical he wasn't yeah. he wasn't you know yeah, it was so you, you, inpatient, meaning you stayed you stayed over the night. Yeah. Yeah. But so. You stayed a couple of days. Like I stood the night, but I, I left it was a, the next morning. It, it was supposed to be less than 24 hours. Like I leave the next morning. Okay. I ended up, I think, staying like three days because they want to make, they want to figure out exactly what it caused it. Yeah. The vagal response and everything. Yeah. And I felt fine the rest of the time. The it's, time. it's actually so crazy because like mine, I literally was in at 5 a.m. and I was, I left at like, five or six in the afternoon i was gone same day would it be weird if we asked you to show the non-belly button or is that too much you could say it's too much but like for the video purposes you know what i'm saying i can show you the non-existent belly button please can can you please just step back right now yeah yeah yeah, i don't know if you'll be able to see it oh we got you you won't be able to see it because it doesn't exist (laughs) that's true (laughs) what we got what we got see now you guys have to watch the video version there's no belly oh, button. Oh, there's a belly button. No, there's ish. not. That was no, no, no. What was that? That was his belly button should be like over right there. about. Okay, it'd be right out. about there. Okay, I mean it's not that bad. Uh, it's no, not where I was. He's fucking Ben Ten. He's Ben Ten. You're you're Ben Ten. <laughs> you're Ben Ten. You're Michael Eleven. That's dope. But uh, own it. Yeah. So I went home after that, and like they gave me a ton of a it's called tramadol, another pain medication. Yep. But I didn't take a single one. I felt fine the entire time. I didn't have any no bad shit. experiences. No they belly button, total badass. The only thing that was bad during my experience was, uh, I don't know if you guys had to use them or if you used them before, but uh, a wound back. Oh, yeah. See, yeah, you talked to me about this. I didn't. I had a little suction back ball for the... Yeah, I had those too. Yeah. I had both. Yeah. You had drains and a wound back? Yeah. That's probably because of the infection. So what was that like? The wound back was a pain in the ass. Yeah. I had to be plugged in at all times. And so anytime I get up, I have to unplug it, walk somewhere else, plug it in. And it wasn't very loud, but it was just uncomfortable because besides having the um, 
the drains on the on each side going down my leg i also had another wire with like the two suction ones that were in just above it mm-hmm. and like it didn't cause any problems but it's just annoying so you would have annoying. to clean it out no didn't touch it gotcha but my bad experience though oh yeah labor, sure labor day weekend i woke up in the middle of the night to use the bathroom and the tube got stuck on the door to the oh no and it pulled the wound back out it didn't hurt and there was no blood nothing happened it just came out oh really and, oh. yeah so i called the doctor late at night and he was on vacation and he's just like oh just go to the emergency room at the hospital you had the surgery and someone on my team will fix it I'll just plug it back in. Yeah. So that was it. I sat in the emergency room for like three hours till the guy figured out, and then he just cut out a new like. uh, Wasn't anything bad. There's like a circle piece of tape. Yep. And then put the tube back in, and then yeah, uh, just put it back in, and that was it. And I was gone. That was it. That's my bad experience. Oh my god. And then I went back to work about a week later. So. I was only out for about a week and a half with the wound. That back? was the that was the whole yeah. thing too. Yeah, you went back to you went back to work really freaking quick. Yeah, I only was out of work for a week and a half, <laughs> and my doctor was. So here's another one of the bad experiences we were talking about before about the uh, being naked at the console. Yeah, yep. this one felt way worse. Is when I went that week and a half, um, I had to wear um, I can't remember what it's called. There was like a wrap with like a uh, velcro i had to wear around oh it yeah to, like, yeah, yeah the compression wrap the compression yeah, wrap. So I took like a fascia wrap off and in order to like get rid of the wound vac and all the stuff they had to take tape off and they're like oh it looks like they forgot to uh shave your stomach <laughs> and your groin for where the tape no. is and they just ripped it off and it was so painful <laughs> it's just like those motherfucker <laughs> oh my god wow savages and that's when i also found out that i didn't have a belly button oh so at this oh, time, that so, moment so you so got whole teased time for a week of... and a half oh uh, you got teased for a week and a half with the yeah. belly button too i would have looked at the guy and been like yo there's something you guys yeah i was like not... wait my doctor told me before surgery he was gonna be able to keep it and he's like oh i guess they didn't because it's not there because <laughs> <laughs> it's not there it, there was like a nurse that was the one doing this who like i think it was a nurse practitioner but she was like, yeah, no, they didn't. But she's like, I can tell you how much skin they removed. And I was like, all right, hit me. So, she's how, like, how, much? how much? Nine pounds. Nine wow, pounds. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, my full tummy was eight and a half. So, wow. That's my, first one was, my first one was 14 or 16. That, but, but that was what? Everything. That was oh, but you full, were 360, right? Yeah, mine yeah. was full circumferential, waist, hips, butt, the whole shebang. Yeah. I think mine was like 14, the first one. That's awesome. So now you're at this point, like, obviously – the first third of the battle, two thirds of the battle is the initial weight loss. And now you're on the sustainability building this, these habits and like kind of take us at where you're at today of like your post first skin surgery. Uh, I mean, which is like a year ago now, a year and a half ago. And now you're kind of the sustainability point, obviously COVID's fucked with us all. Um, How's how's it all been going? I said the rest of my uh, running at that point, it was like I started getting back into running uh, like last week of September after surgery. Okay. And I was already back to running with my normal running schedule. Um, I went to a dinner uh, in November the night before that half marathon that I talked about, that first one. Yep. I ended up doing it again and they invited me to go to, uh, to receive a reward for runner of the year because I was doing like 
two runs a month and stuff. No wow. shit. So then after that half marathon, a guy came up to me and he's a race director for a marathon in uh, Buffalo. Okay. So he, he kind of talked me into signing up for that. And some people from my run group were like a month later. So at that point I was like, all right, I want to try to do my first marathon. So like at that point I still wanted to lose a little bit more weight and I wanted to push my running a little bit further. Okay. So from like January, I started my new training plan to start, but then like, you know, COVID and all that stuff. So it went from like, I was really busy with work still, but I think it was like the first week or second week of March. I can't remember. Okay. New York pretty much was like, all right, we're shutting down. Yeah. You can't go outside because it's not safe. Yeah. For the most part. <laughs> I mean, I was outside every single day running, but I didn't have to work for the longest time. Yeah. So that's why I had so much free time. And I started running like crazy at that point because I had nothing else to do. I was running like eight miles every day for fun. And then weekends I was doing like <laughs> for fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. For fun. Cause it's like, what else am I going to do? So I was going on longer walks. I was running more. Um, okay. I had more time to like work on like nutrition and like the running aspect. Cause I didn't have to, I didn't have to work. I didn't start working again until last week of June or so. Okay. So um, what was the what was the lightest weight you got down to? And like what are you at now? Um the lowest I was at was last weekend of August. I was like two oh two oh five about wow. okay. and then I think the heaviest I've been since then is uh two uh fifty five was yeah. like first week of December. It's like where yeah. I'm at. And then I think like I went to the doctor like maybe a month ago and I was down to like 222-ish to 218. Nah, how how tall are home. you? Uh, 5'10". Oh, okay. And see, and it, it's so funny though too because the reality and I, I think I don't think a lot of doctors take into this account like in your situation too, when you talk about ideal body weight and you start getting this balance of where you're going to kind of sit – you still have let's probably what 10 20 pounds of excess skin just from still being five six hundred oh, yeah, pounds without a doubt and so probably. it's like you gotta my take really into in my arms yeah it's like yeah. you gotta take into that count when you talk about ideal body weight and all this shit because it's like yeah most people don't just have an extra 15 to 20 pounds of yeah skin and, sitting and, in actuality you're probably swinging an extra 25 pounds that you know that's just skin that's just skin yeah tissue. exactly yeah and so it's like you, you got to be kind of in live in reality a little bit of like, oh, well, yeah, obviously it's 510. I should probably be 180, Which 190. Is wild. That, but dude, it's that's, like that's fucking wild. Yeah. yeah. Well, they, it's just it's one of those things that irritates me in my head is because that it doesn't take that into account. Because like every mm -hmm. time I go to my doctor now and they've, I'm on the scale, like there's always a BMI chart at the bottom. Yep. Right. And it's always like you're still in the obese range. It's like, fuck. Yeah, I dude. literally, I looked at my doctor. So I just got a new doctor not too long ago. And he's one of my dad's friends. And I told my dad, I'm like, dad, if he brings up my BMI, I'm going to fucking slap him. <laughs> and I looked at him. He looked at me. He knew better. Yeah. No, I'm the I, same way. Don't tell me about BMI. I don't, yeah. Don't give me this shit. Yeah. Now, now again, it has its place, but let's put it into, let's put it into perspective here. Like, like, they really need right. to change the whole BMI format. Did BMI, I, BMI has its place again. Like, 
for the average human being, it's with nothing f- wrong with them. Yeah, and, it's yeah. a good frame. Of, it's a good frame of reference. It should be acknowledged right. as a frame of reference. Right. But it's not a standard. You, yeah, it's not a standard that like you should sit there and think about because most people don't like most people don't have the muscle mass I do. And so right. it's like I'm, I'm 248 right now. I'm 6'1", 248. Technically, I'm considered I'm a 30.2 BMI. Yeah, you're which, still which obese. Is obese. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's like, I'm also like 19% body fat. So bullshit. Like, right. <laughs> yeah. that one irritates me so much. I had that conversation the, the other time that I fainted. I think I told you guys about this the, the second time. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, yeah, you went to the cardiologist. Yeah, it was, uh, yeah, I went since probably January, maybe a little bit before that, my resting heart rate's down to like between 38 and like 45. Yep. And I had gone to the cardiologist, but they wanted me to do some tests at some point to get blood work done in June. Mm-hmm. And I had gone on a Saturday morning and they spent an hour and a half. Well, it probably was an hour and a half. I was probably there for an hour and a half. They probably did spent you like stress 45 echo? minutes. Uh, well, I did, the, I did an uh, EKG EKG-K. prior, but I did the blood work for them that Saturday. I was probably there for like an hour and a half, but the actual them trying to draw blood was like 45 minutes and they couldn't oh, get anything right. yep 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 so they told me they're like oh you're probably just dehydrated go home drink a lot of water and come back and we'll do it again tomorrow so first thing i get up in the morning i went home i had like a bunch of like power rate zero and like water and stuff that was like all right i'll do it so i went the next morning same thing 45 minutes of them trying they tried my <laughs> other arm and they tried my hand they all of a sudden they got a little blood but while we she's like i'm not gonna waste your time because she's like she blew like every vein in my arm and hand yeah so like while we were talking like after we were done uh i collapsed on her she said she was like a small like four eight oh. <laughs> i was like uh i don't know what happened but anyway when i came to it was like just like when i was in the the hospital the other time and it was like three nurses around me two doctors and they're like hey which which hospital do you want to go to just like uh fuck damn it and then you haven't had an issue since right no, they did blood work. Everything came back fine that time too, and they have no idea. They're yeah, like they're wild. trying to mark it up, and maybe it's like, oh, maybe you saw blood. And I'm like, you know, how many times I've gotten blood work, and like, yeah, yeah it's not like blood like, freaks you out, right? No, not at all. And yeah, I'm just like, okay, I don't really know either. Yeah, that's so they were just they just marked it up as like dehydration, and I was like, all right, gotcha. Okay. I mean, if you haven't had sense, you kind of just go with the flow. That's all you can do. Yeah, and I haven't had any other issues. It's with anything since then, like. And Everything that was like great. cholesterol was fine. Four months ago, five Four months ago. Uh, yeah, it was in June. So yeah, that's why. That's about it. And then I started working again at that point, and it was just like still with my schedule of running. And like now, it's like um, I ended up training for another marathon. Oh, so I was gonna say, as far as the marathon, I forgot to mention that it was like it was supposed to be May for Buffalo, okay. but it got canceled from COVID. Obviously, like everything else did. Yeah. But uh, I ended up still doing it anyway with. Uh, with friends i ended up running it in my in the town that i live in and it was, okay. it was pretty cool like a lot of my coworkers showed up uh kids in my programs came with like signs and stuff along the route because i posted that's it on what I was gonna that's do. so awesome that's so, cool. like it was fun so i still did it and like it ended up being like hotter than any of the days that i ever trained for it was like any most of my running that time was like uh i had days that it snowed and it was like 40s maybe some 50s but then the day that i ran it with friends it was like 77 and i was just like oh why dude my first ever 5k i did a tough mutter tough mutter hit me up and they they sent me down to virginia and at the time i didn't do i wasn't doing 5k a day yet none of that i've never done a 5k before 
So I went down with my trainer and I look at Steve and I was like, dude, I'm just letting you know right now. Like, I know I could do a 5K, but I'm not running. And he was like, no, I don't. I, I'm not running either. And he's fit as anything. And he was like, no, I'm not running. Do people either. actually run. They're the like the die hard cult, like, yes, tough mud. Yeah, and they run. And then yeah, there's like I've the gone normal to a dudes. few tough mudders and it's like people don't really seem like they race it. They kind of just are like they wait at the obstacles and do it with right. the group kind of thing. Yeah. So so yeah, you have your normal, like they'll wait at the obstacle, they'll wait for people to do it, then they'll like do it last. But then you have your hardcore, like, hey, we're tough mudder people. Like we're going we're trying in. to break records. Yeah, exactly. So so anyway, so we get down to Virginia. Lo and behold, the day of the race, it's 95 degrees in the middle of Virginia. Uh-huh. And I'm just like, oh, we're going to die today. Like We're going to die today. Like, that's what's going to happen. We're going to die today. So, and uh, I had forgotten, like, I, I, I went in, like, I, I had bought these really, really nice, tough mutter shoes that I was calling them. Like, they were, like, all terrain, like, you could run in them, whatever. I forgot them. So I went to Walmart. I bought a $5 pair of like, running sneakers. Oh, gross. And I'm dying, dude. I'm out in the middle of like some field in Georgia. I mean, wherever I was, West Virginia. And I was dying, dying. Never did this before in my life. Every time we'd come up to a water obstacle, I'd dive in head first and just like sit in it. And there'd be people looking at me like, you know, you have to get out, right? Like, nah. no, no, keep going. Keep going. Keep leave me. Blisters the size of, of golden dollars on your oh, yeah. on your feet. I oh, really yeah. want to do one now. I was actually going to ask you if you were ever interested in doing one because yeah. I would I, 10 out of 10 do one with you. I was supposed to do one in 2019. I think it was 2019, but it was in, I think it was not that far from you. It was in a, it was at best page. Yeah. So the, I was supposed to do that one and they canceled it. Yeah. It was because a heat, of a heat, a heat advisor. Yeah. Right. I went and all then, the way down there to see my dad because I was supposed to do it the next day. And then they canceled it like a few days, like a day before. And I was like, yeah. God damn it. Yeah. The East Coast got hit with this huge heat wave that no one ever saw before. And they canceled the one in Bethpage because they were like, no, you people are going to die. And then th- so Tough Mudder hit me up and they were like, hey, listen, would you go to West Virginia? I was like, absolutely. Get to West Virginia. 95 degrees. Oh, so it's cool for down here, up there. You're going to It's die. too much. <laughs> I wanted to do that one so bad because there was a person in my run group that was going to go with me that like yeah. is an ambassador for Tough Mudder. And I was like, oh, this will be awesome. I've never done they're cool people. Tough Mudder. Let me tell you something. They're, they're dope. Pe- people that do Tough Mudders, really dope people. The, the hardcore Tough Mudder people, you got to stay away from because they're like, they're really like, <laughs> they're out there. But the no, Tough Mudder was a really good time. And I would love to do a Tough Mudder with you if you're down. Yeah, I would. Summer, if they ever come down, come back. I don't I know. I hope they do, but we'll see. New York yeah. State right now is not looking good to do a lot of things. I saw they pushed yesterday um, permits to do any events in state parks that are closed for 2021. So like all really? these races that I was signed up for, sent out an email, they're all canceled for the entire year. So I was just like, right. oh, so they're already axing everything, huh? That's crazy. If, they're letting the bills have like 2,500 fans today. If it's in a state park, it's canceled for the year. Wow. But it's, a lot of my other yeah, runs are still not, on as long as they're outdoor. But I mean, things can change in a month. So. <laughs> All right. Or I got to travel out of state. So, yeah, no, fuck that. Um, Yeah, no, it's crazy what's going on in this crazy state of New York. I'm so proud of myself for keeping my mouth shut right now. I'm really am. We have to really give David a lot of credit here. I know. I know he wants to say something. He wants to say something (laughs) stupid really bad. I see it's on the tip of his tongue. I'm holding strong. Yeah. Anyway, so let's pivot right now. I do want to pivot. Um, 
before we wrap up the end of this podcast, because we have been going for an hour and 24 minutes right now. Uh, so as we said earlier, and has, as we said a few times in this podcast, Mike is a part of the ALG community. Um, he's very active in the ALG community. He's very active uh, during our community calls on Wednesday nights. So I just wanted to, you know, talk to you really quick about that and kind of talk about what kind of what ALG means to you and, and what it's done in your life in the last eight months since we started the community calls um yeah if you had anything to say about it at all yeah well i was gonna say when i first joined it i wasn't sure how to feel because i didn't really know anyone besides brett right and brett's a cool guy but i mean i was like who are these other people i don't know Fuck double team. but no, i will say i did already follow you on uh instagram mm-hmm. um i followed or brett followed me and started messaging me about it and i was like all right i'll check it out um I'm trying to think if there was anyone else that I knew prior. I don't think so. Not that it matters. But I was like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I follow his Instagram. I'll come check it out. Mm-hmm. And then um, after that, I still wasn't 100%, but I really enjoyed the group calls. I was just like, you know, this is to me, it's like kind of therapeutic and it's fun to see what other people are doing. And like, you know, there's some good advice I can get here and there. And like, maybe I can share something that'll help someone else. Mm-hmm. So like, to me, that's been uh, an aspect that I really enjoyed was, and I still enjoy, I guess I should say, not that it's changed that, you know, I sometimes I feel like I can help other people, but at the same time, there's stuff that I can learn from other people, like regardless 100%. of which point you're yeah. at. And right. there's a lot, of, you know, has changed since we started. Um, mm-hmm. The new app, I really enjoy it. So I need to get myself to use it more. <laughs> I, no, I me do, too, man. I, I have so, It's so different. I mean, because because Discord but, was like, it was always on top of you. It was message, 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 message. It's like big old text threads. Now yeah. this is more of like, like I, an old I Facebook. Like Discord, but my problem with the Discord, and I'm assuming the reason we don't use it is it's like, I get out of work some days late and it's like 6.30 and it's like, I missed like 10 Everything. hours of comments yeah. and it's like, yeah. I and struggle just... scrolling back up to see what I missed. Yeah, and it's like for, for the average person, they can't just go back through and read all these conversations and tr- track it all just too much. If, yeah. you, if, you, if you had the whole day to be on top of it, it was fun. Yeah. But like the if, weekends, I'm usually pretty good. Like yeah. I, I'll take, you know, if I'm taking a break from something I'm doing, I can look at what's going on and then right. cut through it. But like weekdays, it felt so hard. Yep. So like now I can open it up from where I had it, like in the morning and I can see what's there. But then like I can hit a, I, I assume everyone's app works the same, that there's like a new activity button that'll refresh. Yeah. And then it will show me all the new stuff that I've missed since the morning. So I can still go through the old stuff. And then when I'm ready, I can hit the new activity to see the new activity. Exactly so that's been helpful for me with keeping up with it because i always felt bad i was just like there could be something really important here <laughs> or there could be stuff that's like not uh, relevant people just anything. talking about peanut butter for metamucil yeah, like, yeah. yeah 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 and it's just stuff like that where i just feel like Metam- not that i don't metamucil care makes your poop but, nice yeah because there's obviously like i appreciate the community aspect to it but there's times like i'd read it and be like did i really scroll up to read just like 100 <laughs> between like two yeah. people of like super non like important things which is fine like, i'm glad they're communicating but it's like can they send us in a dm oh exactly exactly <laughs> but that, you guys that like my get biggest, a room, get a room. <laughs> yeah. no 100 percent, 100 no, I, I love having you on there dude like i i, I don't know you're, you're just awesome and I, just from the moment that you were just nonchalantly like yeah i lost 300 pounds i was just like oh this is a keeper he can't please go anywhere. say that with assertiveness please yeah i wasn't sure if you guys thought i was actually going to stick around or not i was I like, did. I'm gonna I, be honest was, I, didn't you, think, I didn't think so 
I, I I wanted to make sure you felt welcome, but I'm like, I don't know if this is his cup of tea or not. Yeah, I couldn't tell off the like off the bat if the, if you were gonna stick around. I was just like, well, he was so nonchalant about his weight loss. Like maybe maybe it feels like this is beneath him. Like I don't, I don't know. Like, but yeah, no, I, I was happy to see you come back the second time around, third time around, and then. Damn, we're like then these I had little babies, eight months old now. Staff meetings on Wednesday nights, and I'd always get so mad. I'd be like, well, I won't be home in time for it. And they're probably going to think I just disappeared into the night. I'm like, I'll be back. I'll be my back. biggest That's thing something. is, no, 100%. And my biggest thing with like the ALG community, especially with it, I want people to get what they need out of it. Like, that's all yeah. I care about. If that means get on every single call every single week and you need that accountability, sweet. If right, it's exactly. just, I, I, we, have, we have people in the community that sit in the back, back and all they do is read stuff and that's the way they get the value they need to get mm-hmm. results they want. That's great. I don't want to sit here and be like, this is the way you have to be in the community. And this is the way it's, it's like nutrition. It's like all this stuff. It's yeah. like, I just want to do what's sustainable for you that gets your results that you want to get. Right. Well, personally, thing. for me, I enjoy being there on Mm-hmm. weekly basis because i feel like when i'm not there i end up missing something important <laughs> not saying there's meetings that aren't important but there's like always like you know some information during it that i'm like wow i didn't know this and i feel real dumb like <laughs> like like if i wasn't there the one that uh, about like uh all the new babies coming to alg oh yeah i would have missed it <laughs> bro we got alg babies all right it's gonna be all awesome. we have so many little alg <laughs> babies um all right. So, yeah. So I actually want to pivot. Uh, we're going to wrap this puppy up. But before we do, Mike, are you ready for the questions? Always ready for the question. All right. Cool. Um, and so, no, I don't have a belly mode. Yes. No, we know that. We know that. Um, all right, Mike. So if you could go back in time and talk to your former 600 pound self who had a belly button and he has no idea. No, no idea. idea. Ahead. No idea. He has absolutely no idea. He's about to lose that belly button. He's about to lose over 300 pounds and not care about it. Nonchalantly talk about it. Uh, what would you tell him? Probably there's two things that to me like would stick out. One is I wouldn't want to say too much because I'm happy with the progress that I've made in the journey. And I wouldn't want to do anything to screw that up. Right. But I think the old me would have also really wanted to know that, you know, you think you're happy right now, but you don't really know what happy is yet. Right. Um, so those would be like my two main things. Cause like, I know I've heard other people say like, I don't know how much I could really, you know, say because I've enjoyed the experience that I've had getting to where I am now. And like, mm-hmm. you know, if I didn't do certain things, I don't know where I'd be at. So like, I wouldn't want to do anything or say anything that would change that. But I think what's important would be just, you know, um, you know just the happiness aspect like you think you're happy like i did a lot of things that like i could have done differently just on the aspect that i thought i was happy but i wasn't yeah and then the other would be like you know i felt like i did a lot of it alone and you know i didn't have to i just i could have realized that there was more people out there who had similar stories because i wasn't really using instagram yet i wasn't posting about anything on facebook or any social media i was literally just doing everything pretty much my own like i was Mm -hmm. you know writing things down in like an excel spreadsheet and like you know asking random strangers in the fitness area what they weren't eating so like there's a ton of like you know information and i'm not the only person that's ever lost weight before i mean we all have our own experiences and journeys but i wish i would have been more open to the idea that you know you're not the first one and like you could find the support you can find like helpful information there's people out there that you know know this stuff and like Mm -hmm. i kind of just winged it in a way it was just like all right i'm just gonna walk every day try to eat better what i thought was better and like go from there but you gotta know about lectins (laughs) it's the lectins man 
I tell myself about the intuitive eating too. We'll see how that works. <laughs> like, Mike talks about his weight loss as if he was like the guy who walked into the wrong class and stuck around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I that's how it. it felt in a way. I was like, I don't really know what I'm doing because I I don't know why I'm I here. Had weight loss surgery at some point. Like, I figured I fucking love I was it. gonna like. I was like, I didn't know what I was doing. It was just like I kind of just went with it, and I was like, oh, okay, here we are, and here <laughs> we, we made are. it. But it's amazing. Yeah. So, Mike, um, the I'm sorry, I just can't get over. It. I just imagine like 600 pound Mike just walking into a classroom, and be like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Uh, here, but... I've had experiences with that, even not at 600. <laughs> I'd walk into a classroom and I'd be like, couldn't find a desk that I'd fit in, and I'd be like, Oh yeah, been there, done that. Co- especially in college, I was like, Oh man, I didn't even want to go to class. That's why I didn't? That bad. Dropped out of college after two weeks. Yeah, <laughs> Proud of that shit. Uh, so, Mike, uh, I'm back now though. Yeah, good for you. Oh yeah, actually, before we get to the next part of the questions, actually, why don't you tell people what you're doing? You're, you went back to school and, and uh, what what your uh, your end goal is there. Uh, well, I went back uh, January of last year. I decided that I can see again. I can drive again. I feel motivated that I can do more. I want to do more. I mean, I like my job, but the truth is, I don't make enough from it. And, and there's something right that I would really like to do. Um, I did two things at the time when I first signed up. One is uh, I'm a site coordinator. I run um, a before and after school program for kids between K through five. Okay. Um, the other job at the time, I was a uh, wellness floor coach at the YMCA for fitness. Okay. Which they taught me how to use a lot of the things, but because I had lost so much weight there, I think that was the real reason they took me on. Yeah. Right. But like, I wasn't doing personal training or anything like that, but like, I had a general idea on how to use the equipment. But I'm going to be honest with you, it was mostly just cleaning equipment nonstop and showing people how that works. a lot older than me how to use the treadmill so they can turn on Fox News. <laughs> that was that was it most of the time be that's like, funny and then asking me how come the sound doesn't work and i'd have to explain to them that you need either special headphones and yeah blah, 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 blah. you need headphones like any headphones will fit into it or wireless yeah. and then people get real mad about it like, do you have a pair i'm like they no. used to sell them but like no you gotta bring your own yeah and, that's yeah. really funny but i stopped- so, so what are you doing now so what are you what are you going to school for now uh I took my prerequisites for nursing and I finished all of them from January. I took summer classes again, which the summer ones were awful because they were, everything's online because of COVID. Yeah. Same within the fall. So all my classes are done with that. Um, I applied to two programs right now. I'd like to do another, but struggling to find one that I would like to do. Right. Uh, I, I, I want to do a nursing program. Cool. Um, Let's I, go. There's one that's in the area that I applied to that I'm hoping I'll be able to get into i'm still waiting to hear back it'll probably be like mid-february very dope and, and if you could create like if you could choose like your perfect uh like nursing niche what would you do um i'm weird so there's two different things or i'm intrigued what about. do you got one i've always thought traveling would be awesome to be like a travel traveling nurse. nurses are dope you yeah. get paid way more and you get to go all over the country. Yeah, I thought that'd be a lot of fun because there's a lot yep. of places I haven't gone. Male traveling nurses, huge need. <laughs> the other two, completely different. And everyone gives me a weird look on both of them. I definitely want to do like trauma or ER. I always okay. thought that'd be that's where, that's where I wanted there. to go. And then the last one is prenatal. That's prenatal. The one I'm no. I'm like, <laughs> everyone's like, really? I, I was like, all right. I have a friend, Brianna. She is a traveling um, uh, prenatal nurse <laughs> everyone gives me a hard time about it i'm like no i just i don't know i thought it'd be fun so 
I mean, who knows what will change between actually getting into the program and clinical and stuff like that. And like, yeah, once you start doing change. it and experiencing it, it's, that's it's, what I thought what I'd want to do at least like when that's I thought about, like years ago. That's very dope. Because originally I wanted to be a teacher and yeah, I don't think I'd want to do that now. <laughs> While I, I enjoy the work it. I do now, I love working with children and I want to have kids. I don't want to go to school for education. Yeah. I so having that. to redo all these classes for a completely different major was a pain in the ass. Oh, I'm sure. So Truth. I was like, oh, oh, that's sorry. awesome, man. That, that's really cool. That's like a whole second lease on life. Um, so here we are. The final questions, Mike. Three solid pieces of advice for those listening at home to live a more accountable lifestyle or just any sort of piece of advice that has kind of helped you through your journey. Uh, for me, the three pieces of advice is one. I know it sounds kind of, I don't know, cliche, but you guys, I think even mentioned, I think if it was chance said to someone about, you know, like find something you love, do it every day. And you know, you never really work a day kind of mm-hmm. thing. But I have that attitude towards working out. Like mm-hmm. if you find a workout that you do every day, it's not going to feel like you're doing it to lose weight. You're not doing it as like a chore. You find something like for me, it's running. Like I, it's something that I enjoy that I don't wake up every day and look forward to doing it because it's like, Oh, I need to do this to lose weight. Right. I do it every day because I enjoy doing it and it has the benefits that it'll help me hopefully be healthier. That's the way to do it. Hell and then yeah. second for me even still is finding motivation like if you find your motivation i think that can push you further a long way because i think once you lose your motivation is when you start you know struggling and that's for me like i have to spend a lot of time sometimes just you know finding what is really my motivation like why am i really doing this and like throughout this whole time like i've had small little things like it doesn't have to be big things like i've had my two big things with like the transplant and like my niece and nephews Right. And it's like, that's been like my big ones or at least my starting ones. But like, I have found things along the way that keep me with it. And like, sometimes it's something as simple as I know it makes me feel better afterwards. So mm-hmm. that's my motivation to push through with it. And then three, um, I don't want to sound like <laughs> I'm uh, about to get John or you guys really excited with saying this, but I really do mean it is uh, the accountability aspect. Like, that's why I like ALGs because, you know, if I'm having a bad day and I feel bad sometimes because sometimes I feel like I'm oversharing to other people more than I'm like helping others. Mm-hmm. But uh, I enjoy, you know, having an outlet to share some of my personal stuff going on, even if it's not weight loss uh, mm-hmm. related, though. I try to keep it on that, though, at the same time, because I don't want to stray too far from that because I realize that's why hopefully everyone is there is yeah. the weight loss aspect or I mean staying yeah. it's um, all it's all walks it's not strictly weight loss in my opinion but yeah, yeah. it's accountability and like yeah. that's yeah that's life accountable life like weight loss obviously if you're overweight that's something you got to hit and hammer down now Hell but yeah. like I, I that's, that's what I'm loving about in the, in the future we build things out is like just accountability in general what do you want and how can we help navigate this together? but I, I'm glad it gives you that outlet like, yeah because like I think all these things help me find balance and staying on track and pushing forward still and Mm -hmm. just not giving up um so like to me having that accountability on days where it's like if i maybe i didn't post in a while like one of you guys or someone else in the group will just check in like see how i'm doing Mm -hmm. i mean i try my best not to like disappear but i have weeks where like school was like crazy bro i remember that there was that whole that whole period you had mia yeah, it was that. just like every day I get home from work and I'd be like, "All right, I'm so busy with work, I don't I have time to do anything else." Hell yeah! There was days I'd like work, I'd work out, then work, and then get home, and I'd work again to like the time I went to bed. 
I'm getting up now at like five in the morning to get to work on time. And then it's like, yeah, not my favorite. But now I don't have school till hopefully summer. So, or the end of summer. So I'm hoping that'll give me more time to get back onto like a better running routine and getting ahead of my work. Love it, brother. Well, Mike, I appreciate you being on the podcast today. I do apologize. It took so long to get you on. I'm (laughs) glad that we finally hammered this one down. Uh, Guys, we've reached the end of another great episode. I want to thank you guys for listening in today. If you could do me a personal favor, please rate and review this. Share it with somebody who you think will enjoy this. And um, other than that, uh, you can join us. If you would like to be a part of the Accountable Life Group, you can join us, www.accountablelifegroup.com. You can be a part of our weekly free community call. Just log on to our website and you'll see it in the live events. Uh, That is 8.30 p.m. every Wednesday night, Eastern Standard Time. I want to thank you guys again for listening in. David, I want to thank you for being here. Mike, I want to thank you for being here. And that's all for now. Stay beautiful, stay sexy, stay accountable. And uh, we're going to end it with a bam, 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 peck pop. Beautiful people. Love you. Bam.